Welcome to the People First Culture Podcast with me, Michelle Falcon, where I share lessons I've learned and those of others on how to build a more purposeful business and career. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of People First Culture Podcast with me, Michelle Falcon. Uh, thank you all uh, for coming to listen to another episode. If you have listened to one before, if this is your fir- first time listening to an episode, welcome. I talk all things related to building great companies by having a phenomenal company culture, which often means less turnover, uh, more profitability, because you have higher performing people doing great work, which also leads to a great customer experience. When you have a great customer experience, your customers, your guests, uh, your patients, uh, however which way you define your customers, will come back. They'll spend more with you. They'll refer more. And that's a very profitable business. So that's what we talk about on the podcast. Uh, From time to time, I invite a guest onto the podcast to talk about uh, what they know on these topics. And it's something I very much enjoy. Uh, I don't see these podcasts as uh, something for me. It's more so uh, for the listener and what type of value they may be able to get from some lessons that I've learned uh, within my career. I was first introduced to these topics in 2007. And not only have I uh, practiced them, uh, I've written a book, People First Culture is the name of the book. Uh, If you want to go check it out on Amazon. And I speak around the world on these topics uh, across many different industries, uh, not just hospitality or restaurants, which I uh, operate within. This week's episode is on employee retention and how to increase it. And the opposite of that is how to reduce employee turnover. Now, why do we want these things? Many reasons, uh, one of which is reduce the cost of having to constantly be uh, recruiting, interviewing, and training. Uh, We want to improve the customer experience because if we have individuals who are retained within the business, uh, they become better at their jobs, the the operation becomes stronger, therefore the customer gets a better experience and they're more likely to return if that's the case, they're more likely to spend more with our companies. But what about our own peace of mind? I know as a leader of my company, because we have such little turnover, it allows me to work on things that will help grow the business rather than just trying to maintain what we currently have. And it is frustrating uh, having high employee turnover because just when you think you've got the right team, people start leaving and it never stops. Managing high-performing teams will never stop, even when you are at your greatest. Uh, Think of a championship-winning sports team. They win the championship one time, and sometimes uh, hubris might set in, and they take their foot off the pedal, and they don't do well the next year or for the coming years after that. That can happen to us in our business. Uh, One thing that I am very focused on is not resting on our laurels. Just because we have a strong team today does not mean that we will in 90 days in the next quarter or the year to follow. One thing that I know very well in improving employee retention and reducing turnover 
is how strict we have to be with who we welcome into the business. I have a great experience working with dental practices. I have maybe one of the most unique careers on the planet in that I excel within uh, using my expertise uh, within dental practices, but also within restaurants and, and building restaurants. And the commonality that restaurants have with nearly every industry is there's a high turnover in my industry. Chipotle, I just read uh, the popular uh, Mexican fast casual brand, uh, had nearly 200% year-over-year turnover at the frontline level. 200%. That means you're building your teams twice every single year. Think of the cost uh, in being able to manage that. Last year, in 2022, my company in the same industry as Chipotle only had 16%, one six, 16% year over year turnover, which is extraordinarily low, which allows us to have great net profit. It allows us to build a team of people who enjoy working together uh, by holding each other accountable to performance and, and many other great things uh, that not just impact our bottom line, but it impacts uh, our guests and our brand and, and how we're perceived. Within the dental industry, uh, one thing that I have uh, observed is that uh, and this is relevant not just to dentists, uh, to the dental industry. This is relevant to, to any. And perhaps while I'm speaking to this, maybe you're uh, nodding your head in agreement. The reason that I share these examples from dentistry is because I'm preparing for uh, a virtual presentation that I'm hosting in May uh, 2023. So I've reached out to the network of individuals that I'll be speaking to to understand uh, what is it that you're struggling with uh, that you would like me to present some tactics on. And one individual um, had said, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but said, my team is highly emotional and entitled. And that is not allowing us to grow together as a unit. And then the next individual had shared um, that their turnover is just too high and they need to stop it. So in both those use cases, I was thinking of, okay, well, regardless of whether this is specific to one practice or one business, uh, we can all share um, some empathy toward this because perhaps we've all experienced this to some capacity. So how do you solve this? That's kind of the the million dollar question. And in many respects, it really is a million dollar question because you could reduce your cost by a million dollars depending on how big the organization is or even more. For the individual that said, uh, my team members are highly emotional and entitled, the first thing that I thought about were the personal relationships I have in my life. Excuse Brass Approving Kitchen in, in my profession. This is on a personal level. I would not want to be friends or be engaged with somebody that was highly emotional and entitled. We have a criteria of individuals that we want to spend our lives with, our personal lives with. For me and my spouse, or my fiance technically, you know, I kind of painted a picture in my head before we met of the type of individual I'd like to spend my life with. We share some like-minded interests like music. We laugh at the same things. We like to go do things outdoors and hike, go to concerts, right? So I painted that picture and, and perhaps you have as well in your personal life, whether it's with a spouse or your friends, your closest and dearest friends. We have to do the same thing 
for the individuals that we want to work with. And I call this the employee muse uh, or uh, an employee avatar. So paint the picture of the type of people that you want to work with. That must be the starting point. I have done this for every single level within our company, starting with our team members, our customer-facing individuals that work in our restaurants. Um, There are three uh, criterias in the individuals that we look for, and this is the basis of our recruitment strategy. One, we want to work with very friendly people, naturally friendly. Uh, Number two, uh, individuals that work hard. And the third, individuals that can work fast. So those are the three things that we look for. We base our interview process off of those criteria. Now, as we get more senior within the organization, now other things are going to start to matter. Those three things still carry over to the more senior positions, but we now start layering other qualities such as intellect. The more senior you become, the more intellectual we need the individual to be because we are making very important decisions for the company. So high intellect matters to me because I also love to be in the room with people that uh, are smarter than me and helping me make decisions to run my company. Another quality that we look for is experience. You have to show us that you have the experience of doing one, two, and three as you get more senior within the company. If you want to employ people that will help contribute to the success of your company while also reducing employee turnover throughout all levels of the organization, you have to paint a picture of who you want to attract. And remember the example that I gave about your personal life. The most fruitful relationships you have in your personal life are because you have like-minded qualities. And we have to be very strict on who we're looking for. The second is What is your interview process like? I've been recommending this for years because too often we settle for just somebody that can start right away or somebody who looks good on paper but actually don't live within the values that you may have uh, for this employee muse or employee avatar or the values of your company. Too often we don't even have an interview structure. It's one interview and you're hired, yes or no. I released a piece of content recently um, that speaks to this and just three affordable ways to increase the likelihood that you make a great hire. And one thing that I'm looking for is response times. How quickly does somebody respond to the opportunity of working with you and setting up the interview? If it takes them a day or two to get back to you, I'm on guard because I know that my company moves quickly. So to be able to find people that can help contribute to our company's success, I need to be filtering for that. You know, I said earlier, one of the qualities that we look for, even at the team member level, is how quickly can they work? How fast do they move? Because I'm in a fast-paced environment. Perhaps you, you are as well. So if somebody can even exhibit moving quickly to set up an interview and get employment with you, I'm already on guard and likely saying no to them, even before I meet them. I won't even invite them to the interview process. I also look for what questions do they ask during the interview process. If they ask questions that I've already answered within the job description, it tells me something about them. It tells me that they aren't very observant. Why are they asking a question that I've clearly 
answered in the job description. That could be something as like as much as, you know, how much what is compensation for this role or what's your vision for the company? Well, I've already answered those two things within the job description. So quite frankly, it's a bit irritating uh, because I've put in the effort of making sure that we have a robust job description that preemptively answers questions. And the third thing that I look for is I call them tripwires. So have tripwires in place for your interview process, within your interview process, so that the candidate can really show themselves. What I mean by this is in our job descriptions at Brass Approving Kitchen across all levels of the company, both entry and as senior as you can get, we ask candidates to watch four videos. These four videos each can range in length between three minutes and 20 minutes. And it shares, uh, I'm all in the videos. I'm talking about the company culture. I'm talking about how the brand was started, our vision for the company. I talk about the product. I share these videos because I want the candidates to know like what they're potentially signing up for, but I'm also using it as my first interview question. So picture this, let's say your name is Jonathan and you're a candidate, uh, you submit an application that we like, uh, it looks good, uh, very thoughtful answers, uh, it seems like you're engaged. Our first interview question will be, Jonathan, talk to me about the four videos uh, that you watched uh, within the job description. Within the application, we actually ask, did you watch the four videos in the job description? Of course, any candidate that says no won't even get an interview. But now it's time to verify whether they actually watch the videos. So the first question in the interview process is, Jonathan, tell me something that you liked uh, about the uh, videos that you we asked you to watch. Was there anything that confused you? Is there anything you want me to elaborate on? I will know if the person watched the videos or not, just based off of their response to that question. Now, if Jonathan really leans in and says, hey, you know, in the second video at approximately three minutes, uh, you mentioned that the vision for the company is X, Y, and Z. Can you talk me through that. Like, why is that the goal? Like immediately, if, if they're able to go in depth, um, that soon in the interview, uh, I'm taking a step towards saying yes to this candidate because it shows that they put in the work, that they're interested in the company. Uh, now, the opposite to that is if somebody says, no, I don't have any questions, or if they give you a generic answer where you know, yeah, they didn't watch the videos, they said they did. If that's the case, then I'll, I'll end the interview right away. Uh, and I'm often asked, should you end interviews quickly? Yes, you absolutely should. Because hiring is a gut decision, and it's a guess as well. But you need to have tripwires in place to be able to help you make the best guess possible. There's no point of continuing on with the interview process. There's no point for you or for the candidate if you know uh, what you know. And if that's, I don't want to move forward with this candidate, just end it after seven minutes. Do everybody a favor. Uh, you're not doing uh, the candidate any service by continuing on with this interview process and humoring them. So end it quickly. Those are some ways uh, that you can start improving your employee retention. And I called front-loading the work. Similar to how you painted a picture of the friends you want in your life, or the spouse you want in your life, similar to um, perhaps some principles uh, that you may have that you want in your children. You need to be able to do that for the people that you're going to work with because we spend a lot of time working and, and it's awful if we're working with people that we don't enjoy. It's demoralizing if we hire people and they do not do the job effectively. It is not fair 
to the business, if you are paying top of market, if you're paying people on time, if you're paying them uh, to learn, if you give them opportunity to, for learning and development, it is not fair if they do not meet you halfway. And we need to, as, as leaders within our business, we do need to stand the uh, hold the line as long as we are paying well, paying on time and providing learning and development opportunities, the individuals we hire should be making our lives manageable to help us run our businesses not cause more grief. Secondly to that, think of your housewarming party that you may have hosted one time or a wedding uh, that um, you invited individuals to. You didn't just invite anybody to your housewarming party. You didn't just invite anybody to your wedding. You had a criteria. You handpicked people. This is the exact same way that we need to be welcoming people into our business. This is our home. This is our departments. We need to protect it just like we protect our homes and special events in our lives. Thank you all very much for listening to this episode. Uh, this was probably clocking in at just under 20 minutes. I'm, I'm so, so thankful and so gracious and humbled that you care to even invest one minute of your time. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, share it with friends, and come back and listen to another episode that you may enjoy. If there are topics you want me to talk about, please email me uh, I'm, I'm, or connect with me on LinkedIn or send a message somehow, some way, and let me know of a topic you would like me to record a podcast on. And if there's enough interest, guess what? I will record a podcast on that episode. If you are ever looking for a workshop host or keynote speaker for your event, uh, you know who to consider. Reach out to me. would love to have a chat with you. All right. Thank you all. Oh, and also, if you ever find yourself in Toronto and soon to be Manhattan, be sure to stop by Brass Approving Kitchen, have yourself a meal, and let me know how the experience was. Uh, did my team members treat you with hospitality? Did you like the product? Uh, I'm I'm just like you. I need feedback from our guests. So Please tell me if you enjoyed it and what we could get better at uh, because I'm constantly trying to improve my business just like you are as well. All right. Take care of yourself, everybody. Have a phenomenal day.